1: back Buffalo Bills fans it's Matt Warren editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to leave your questions for next week's episode you can send them in to 716-508-0405 and remember our voicemails always get priority we've got one today you can tweet us at RumblingsQ&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us, buffalorumblings at SBNation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumlings account will eventually make their way to me as well. I also wanted to let you guys know we have our yearly Ask Me Anything episode coming up in a few weeks in July. So if you want to send in your questions about anything not bills related, we'll answer those for that question. So we usually do that once over the summer while I'm on vacation. I record that ahead of time. Um, So it's a chance for you to get to know me a little bit better. Ask questions about the website. Ask questions about the podcast network. Um, working with the folks that I work with um, you know how I cover games um, or really just anything um, how I got involved with Buffalo Rumblings how you can get involved with Buffalo Rumblings so you can send in your ask me anything questions for anything non-bills related and we'll do that ask me anything episode coming up here in July the Buffalo Bills are in mandatory minicamp this week. Probably by the time you hear this, we'll have our full attendance list and you know participation uh, figures and all that stuff. As we've been saying pretty much all along, uh, Jordan Poyer, the, the Bills safety who's looking for a brand new contract from the Buffalo Bills, is scheduled to be in attendance at Buffalo Bills minicamp. Our Jay Spence the King is reporting that is not expected to practice. He's expected to be in attendance and kind of working off to the side, not doing anything on the field as kind of a way to avoid fines and support his team, but also make sure that the Buffalo Bills organization knows that, um, that he's still looking for that brand new contract. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, And defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier both talked about Poyer last week, both said that they expected him to be in attendance at mandatory minicamp, and that looks like that's going to be the case. They also said that they've been in contact with Poyer and Poyer's agent uh, regarding the contract, regarding this whole situation, but um, I haven't received any inclination, any sort of allusion to the fact that the bills are going to give jordan poyer a contract extension this offseason um i don't think it's particularly likely that they give him an extension this offseason, and i think most of that has to do with not inside information exactly but just how brandon bean has talked about it over and over again when they were talking about getting stefan Diggs a contract extension bean was saying in public that they were going to get something done uh, same thing with josh allen and his contract extension. Um, so I, when Brandon Bean talks about the Jordan Poyer con- contract and says, you know, we're working through it, we understand it's a business, you know, you know, pretty much all these other, um, saying something without saying anything comments. He hasn't actually said that they want to get a deal done, and I just think that that's pretty telling uh, because of the previous times when we knew guys were going to be looking for extensions, and he said that they were looking to get something done, and he hasn't done it in this case. So you know, Jordan Poyer coming off an all-pro year, obviously is at his peak in terms of being able to demand a high salary, so it, it's good business for him to be doing it right now. I don't think the Bills are necessarily interested in, in uh, taking care of that at this time. So we'll see how it all works out. I did a contract projection for him back in april it came out to be uh, two years and 30 million dollars which is very big pay increase for him his salary cap hit would go down but then their financial commitments to him in his year 32 and year 33 seasons would obviously go up and um, so his cap hits in those years. And so it would, uh, you know, certainly is a trade-off, you do want to be paying a 33-year-old safety $15 million. I, I think the Bills are looking at this as a three-year play as opposed to we want to get Jordan Poyer into training camp and happy in 2022. Um, it's hard to blame them for that. It's hard to blame Poyer for wanting a, a new contract. I don't know how this gets resolved. Um, The best way for the Bills to probably do it would be to let Poyer play out his contract, a franchise tag in 2023, and then maybe move on from him after that. Uh, It wouldn't cost too much more than what we just outlined. Um, So, And then he would be 33. Obviously, Poyer's not going to want to do that. It's going to make him unhappy. It could cause some tension in the locker room, even though everyone talks nice when they're in front of the cameras and saying, you know, we know it's a business and and all this other stuff. Um, But, you know, the Bills are entering that realm of cap management where, you know, they have these veterans that are aging up and they might not want to give them that long-term deal. So perhaps that franchise tag in 2023 um, is the way to go for a guy like Poyer instead of giving him, you know, a two-year extension. So we'll see how it all plays out over the course of the next couple of weeks i like we said he's going to be at mandatory mini camp i expect that he'll be at training camp um you know but we'll see uh we'll see what happens so let's get to your questions let's head over to twitter where max jones asks us it feels like the bills might be considering re-signing terette edmonds trading or cutting matt milano and slotting in one of their n- new rookie linebackers after the 2022 season based on how athletically similar they are to Milano. What are your thoughts? Well, I'll give you that the linebackers that the Buffalo Bills just drafted uh, are way more like Matt Milano than they are Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds is a physical freak. He's got super long arms. He's just long. He's He, he fits a different skill set than Matt Milano. It's one of the reasons Edmonds was a first round pick and Milano was a fifth round pick. Um, So I I definitely see where you're going with this. Terrell Bernard, uh, their third-round pick, um, feels like he fits that Milano role a lot better than he fits the Edsman's role. And honestly, A.J. Klein did too, uh, but when Tremaine Edmonds got hurt, A.J. Klein was the guy that could step in. So I think what they were going for here is linebacker depth, not necessarily wanting to replace Matt Milano a year from now. They certainly could do that. I think Milano is playing super well. I don't think they necessarily are going to replace either Edmonds or Milano going forward. I think they like both of them. But having that backup option, a top flight third linebacker, is something they want. It's something they paid handsomely for the last few years. Um, I think the biggest thing they did was just trade a draft pick for salary, And they're going to have to keep doing that at other positions as well. And so that's why I think they pick Terrell Bernard, a guy that can come and play special teams for them and be a solid backup depth option at linebacker, not necessarily a guy that they're going to cut Matt Milano to keep. Now, if they do sign Tremaine Edmonds to a huge deal this coming offseason and then they have Matt Milano on a huge deal, it is a lot for that linebacker position. But both of those guys play 100% of the snaps when they're healthy. So I see why some fans, including you, are going down that rabbit hole, but I don't necessarily think it gives us any inclination as to what they're going to do with Edmonds or Milano in the near future. So I really appreciate the question. Thanks for tweeting us at Buffalo Rumblings. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a voicemail.
0: (laughs)
1: Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. I wanted to point your attention over to buffalorumblings.com. We have our series going on with the best plays from 2021. The most defining plays, I should say, from 2021. We're picking one play from each game that best defines that game, and then we'll put those together in a little bracket-style tournament to determine which play most defines the Bills' 2021 season. We have our 90 for 90 series going on as well, where we highlight each player on the Buffalo Bills' 90-man offseason roster, give you a scouting report, what we can expect from them in 2021, uh, what they did in, sorry, what we can expect from them in 2022, and what they did in 2021, in addition to all the other information we gather about those players. So those are two series running over at buffalorumlinks.com right now that I really want you to check out. Um, If you haven't yet, like and subscribe our podcast feed, even if um, you only like one show or two shows, out of all the podcasts, it really helps us spread the word if you can leave a review as well. So um, tell us what shows you like in the podcast, leave us a rating, and that will truly, truly help us. All right, to the voicemail line at 716-508-0405.
2: Hey, man, guess who, guess who? Yes, that, that's, that's right, that's right. It's me. It's Eric007 from the Twitterverse here in Buffalo. I have a question, I have a question, I have a question. And I've brought the energy. Because it's been really bugging me lately. Leslie Frazier led a number one defense. In the last three years that he's been here, he's had a top ten defense and a top of the league defense. I mean, just great units that he's put out there. He has a history of putting out good defensive units back in Minnesota. Is he the next coach to get plucked, to get tapped on the shoulder to be a head coach next year if he does replicate or get close to replicating that kind of defense? And if he doesn't, why not? Is is the league skewing towards more of an offensive-minded coach? Is the league skewing towards more younger coaches? Or is there something we're not seeing? Because Leslie Frazier, he was a great player. He's been a great head coach. He's putting out good teams, good units, whatever he's tasked with. What's holding him back from not getting another shot? I've seen a lot of retreads before. Why not Leslie? What am I not seeing? Talk to you soon. Go Bills.
1: Thanks for the question on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You mentioned it towards the tail end of your voicemail that you've seen plenty of retreads get head coaching jobs before and that's 100% true but it's becoming fewer and far between um they're going with and we'll talk about this in a second but they're going with brand new head coaches and so I think that's one thing that's working against him when he didn't get that Texans job uh last offseason and it went to David Cully instead I thought that was his best shot at getting a um A head coaching job. They needed somebody somebody to come in and stabilize that whole franchise in a time of great upheaval. And I thought he just would have been perfect for that. Um, I thought even when Joe Shane went to the Giants, I thought that they might um, try to replicate what they did in Buffalo. So hire a defensive-minded head coach that's a manager of men who can come in and, again, solidify Everything kind of smooth. Everything over. He could hire an offensive-minded, offensive coordinator that really wanted to be like the next Brian Dable, and like I thought that might actually work with Joe Shane because they had worked so much together. Um, but as you said in your voicemail again, like the offensive-minded head coach has become more and more popular over recent years, and one of the reasons is that when you hire an offensive-minded head coach, when you hire a guy that's going to be calling your offensive plays, he can't go anywhere else. So Josh Allen right now is starting over with a brand new offensive coordinator. And if Ken Dorsey is good and Josh Allen is good, that's going to happen again in the next few years. And over and over again, you'll have to keep replacing your offensive coordinator when offense and your quarterback are the most important parts of any NFL team right now. So if you hire Sean McVay, you'll always have your offensive play caller, you'll always have your offensive coordinator in place at the most important position, which is for your quarterback. So hiring an offensive-minded guy in Cincinnati, hiring an offensive-minded guy in wherever, is a way that you can ensure a transition for your, your brand new young quarterback, and they won't have to transition to another offense, another offensive play caller over the course of even their entire career in some cases. So, I mean, you've seen what's happened in New England as coordinators have come and gone, but Bill Belichick always remains. And if Bill Belichick is your primary play caller on offense, you don't have to worry that all of his coordinators get poached every year. So Sean McVay doesn't have to worry about that in Los Angeles. Andy Reid doesn't have to worry about that in Kansas City. Even if he's not necessarily the one calling plays, he can, A, always take it back, and B, it's still kind of his offense that's running when, you know, offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator have come out of Kansas City and become head coaches elsewhere. So I think that's a big part of it is that you want your quarterback to be settled with one guy, and we're seeing it with the Bills right now. The biggest question going into 2022 is what's going to happen at offensive play caller? And so if you hire a defensive coach you're going to have to keep dealing with that question moving forward so hiring brian dable if you're the giants like you don't have to worry he's either going to work with daniel jones or the next quarterback that we draft and we won't have to worry about having to replace the offensive coordinator at any point in time in the middle of that process so i think that's the biggest reason we're seeing a huge shift towards offensive-minded head coaches but for me personally I love having CEO coaches, coaches that hire a guy to run the defense and hire a guy to run the offense, and you're there as the head coach to kind of smooth everything over, um, to recruit people, to manage the roster, manage the personalities on the roster and the coaching staff, to get what you want. But you will have to replace, you know, your offensive play caller every once in a while for that, and it's a trade-off. I do appreciate your reminder about how good Leslie Frazier has been since he's been in Buffalo. Uh, he's been a great defensive coordinator. The Bills have had a great secondary since he's been here, and they've used guys like Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, um, guys well past their prime like Josh Norman, to get really consistent play at the um, in the secondary. And like they've used smoke and mirrors on the defensive line to generate pressure, even though they've invested heavily in it. None of them have really panned out. But then still, even after all of that, they still have a consistently good defense and a big part of that is Leslie Frazier and um, folks don't always remember that they think it's Sean McDermott or whatever and I I disagree I think Leslie Frazier really brings a lot to the table as you were talking about so I would have no problem and I told this to the Giants blog when they interviewed me about Dable and Frazier I would have no problem making Leslie Frazier my head coach if I were an NFL franchise right now. He knows how to manage people. He knows what a good scheme looks like. Uh, He knows what a bad scheme looks like. He's done it before, so he wouldn't have as many growing pains. He's a guy that I would want leading, you know, my team. And uh, I I, I just fully agree with you. I don't know why he hasn't gotten another shot yet um, other than the fact that he's a defensive coach. And uh, so that's really unfortunate for him. I think it would have to be the right situation, uh, the right team and right owner for Leslie Frazier to get a job. Um, I think Ken Dorsey is still probably the most likely candidate to get a head coaching job moving forward on the Bills coaching staff, just because people love promoting um, offensive coordinators and offensive play callers to that head coach job. So I would love to see Leslie Frazier get a job. I don't want him to leave, but I would love to see him get another crack at the big chair. Thanks for your question on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. As always, you can all tweet us your questions at Q and a that's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Send us emails, BuffaloRumlings, at sbnation.com. Those are the best ways to get in touch with us. Uh, Facebook messages and Instagram messages eventually make their way to me via our social media folks. Make sure you um, recommend our podcast to a friend if they're a big Bills fan. um, Give them a Go Bills or you get here Go Bills. Hey, do you listen to the Buffalo Rumblings podcasts? Um, I think they're great. Maybe share one that you really liked recently and have them go download it. Uh, It really helps us expand our reach uh, into more podcast feeds. Thanks for everything, and Go Bills! I think the wind of 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 I think the wind of the